Hello and welcome to Somos Mas, your source for New Mexico United, New Mexico runners, and in this case, World Cup news. Uh, I am Jacob Terrell. Uh, joining me tonight might be Earl Nieto, uh, depending on if he can get home in the next few minutes. Uh, Seth is still in Georgia, as he, I'm sure, talked about last night. I actually haven't had a chance to get on and listen to last night's episode, but um, he's he's not with us, but we will trudge on without our fearless leader no matter what uh we got a big result to talk about obviously usa england was today uh as well as a few others well i'm gonna hold usl usa england to towards the end so if earl has a chance to get on he can talk about it with me and uh we'll just start off with where the matches started this morning with uh, a surprising probably not the surprise of the tournament by any means but a surprising 2-0 victory for iran over wales which, in my opinion, helps out USA uh, in a weird way. It's kind of there. I mean, a draw I think would have been the best result, but at least now we know what we need um, going into to the final match of the of the group stage. So Wales zero, Iran two. Uh, it was a, a fairly back and forth affair. Um, Iran, I feel like, was the better side through much of, if not all, of the game. <clears throat> and then uh you know we had a, a few chances iran actually scores in the third 15th minute uh but uh it gets called back tom's back welcome back tom uh iran scores in the the 15th minute but it's called back because of an offside call that is it's a correct call it was just the wrong decision to pass that ball um i think he put should have put it on frame uh cuz to me it was pretty clear that whoever he was passing it to was in an offside position, but um, nonetheless, it gets wiped off. Uh, they're clearly the better side the rest of the first half. They have a breakaway chance uh, in the 51st minute, which this sequence was crazy. Uh, breakaway chance. Uh, Iran gets the ball into, oh, probably the eighth, uh, eight, probably around eight yards out, uh, hits the post, ricochet come out, uh, Iran gathers and then hits the post again from about 18 yards out. And then the rebound goes right to an Iranian player who puts it on frame, but is uh, an incredible save by Hennessy, who we'll talk about in just a few minutes. Um, <clears throat> and somehow Welsh, the Welsh team gets out of that without giving up a goal. I don't know how it happened, but it did. Um, Welsh save another ch another nice chance in like the seventy third minute, and you're thinking, man, Iran's just not going to be able to put one through on on Wales here, and it's going to end in a draw, and that's going to be that. Uh, but then uh, Earl, Earl's in the the foyer here. I'm going to bring him in, see if he watched this play, and and get his thoughts on this. Earl, hey everybody, sorry I'm a little bit late. What's up, Earl? How was that? Dallas was great. Yeah. That's good. I, I saw your your seats up there for the Cowboy game. Cowboys got a win. I bet you had a good time. Oh, it was great. It really was great. I had a blast. Um, minus the cold weather and yeah, just minus the cold weather. It was great. <clears throat> well, you'd had to deal with the cold weather here, anyways. So at That's least you, you got to deal with it in Dallas and and got to watch your team play. I, for one, will never go to another football game live. It's just not worth it to me. But uh, to each their own. 
Was that your first one, or have you been to a, to a Dallas I, game before? That was my fourth one. Yeah, see, that's crazy to me. Yeah. I went to one and was like, ah, you know what? I can't see anything from up here. And they just stand around for a huge chunk of time. And then there's like five, ten seconds of excitement for a play. And then they just stand around for another huge chunk of time. So I said, screw it. Yeah, no, there's no bad seats on in Cowboys. <clears throat> Even the seats that we were in, we were kind of up on top. Uh, pretty much climbed to the top of AT&T Stadium. Is yeah. where our seats were. It kind of looked um, like it. We were looking through the through the hole in the roof, just hoping for a good view. Um, <laughs> but really, we're not here to talk about AT&T Stadium. No, no, we're not. So I, before you hopped on, I was talking about uh, Iran versus Wales, and I got to the red card. Did you see this play? I did not. I was going to watch the replay before I hopped on, but obviously with me telling you I was going to be here, I kind of yeah. just hopped on without without seeing it. Yeah, um, yeah, no problem. I heard some about it where so, he kind of knocked over so, somebody or something. Oh yeah, he he like he it looked like he went for like the karate kid crane kick but missed luckily. <laughs> and the dude kind of ran into his leg, but he came way out of his box, something I know Earl does not like. Seth's hopping on the stream. Seth is here. I guess I can take off. Fuck this place. <laughs> we have a full house. Seth, I was just talking about the Iranian uh, or the Welsh red card. Um, Dude, let me tell you. Like... Thoughts on that real quick. Earl, Earl didn't have thoughts on it because he hasn't watched it yet. Earl, stick around, though. Don't leave because I know you watched the USA match, so we will get to that shortly. I know you didn't care about the other countries because you're American, red-blooded, full through and through, and you don't care about the other uh, teams in this this uh, tournament, but but we will get there, I promise. Yeah, no apologies for how I was watching the uh, Florida Florida State game, which is fantastic, by the way. That means um, nothing to me. This is a World <laughs> Cup podcast. We do not exactly. talk about anything but the World Cup, unless you <laughs> listen to the last five minutes where we talked about the Cowboys game with Earl. Um, <laughs> but other than that, World Cup only. No, so yeah, uh, Wales, Iran, obviously, you know, I thought it was going to come down to the wire. Um, I didn't think Iran had a shot in this. And then Hennessy goes and pulls a stupid fucking move um just well, absolute dumb you, play you, did you not think they had a shot when they began or at that point yeah. in the match no at the beginning at, okay at the beginning i didn't think they had a shot um i wasn't high on iran's chances of walking away from this with a win um i felt like wales was good enough to to keep iran in check and yeah 83rd that was, minute Tennessee. that wasn't the case before the red card just just to be no clear. iran was clearly the better team here yeah, no, I I ran played really really well. Um, I was really surprised, but I I felt like Wales had done enough to that point, you know. And then I just I don't get it. I don't get the decision here. I know Earl's the one that, that yells about goalkeepers, but <laughs> this was a dumb decision. It really was. If if he really thought he could get there, then it's one thing. And, and I'm assuming a keeper is not going to come out unless they really think they can get there. But the fact that he put his leg up so high and he was so late yeah. like i think at that point he was like oh fuck i'm i'm not gonna get to this ball i have to take this player out and risk maybe getting a yellow card which he was given a yellow card to begin with and yeah. and hope that they don't send me off and honestly i think if it had just been a normal tackle it would have just been a yellow they'd have had a free kick he'd have mm -hmm. been okay but because he like karate crane kicked for the ball and missed and caught the dude in the chin with his thigh. Basically you're going to get a red card. 
It, it just looked terrible. It, it did. It looks really, really bad. And honestly, I felt like if he had played the ball, if he got the ball, there's no call there. Right. Because I felt like he was, he, I didn't say I feel like he was late, but I felt like it was a dangerous play. It was an well, absolutely reckless yeah. play. But I, I don't think he had a chance of the ball when he jumped. By the time no. he jumped, he was like, I ain't getting this. I just got to take this dude out. And that, that being said, I mean, the Welsh team played fairly well for the next 10 minutes. Uh, yeah. the, I, the better chances before they actually scored were before the red card. They had, I was talking about a minute in there, a moment in the 51st minute when Iran hit the post twice and then had a mm -hmm. remarkable save by Hennessy. Um, that at that point, you're like, wow, that, that could have saved the match. And then he gets sent off, and then we have. You know, nine minutes of stoppage time added on because of everything. And in the eighth minute of the said stoppage time, uh, Iran finally breaks through a beautiful goal from the top of the box, uh, finds the bottom right corner of the net. Um, Iran celebrates. The Welsh are obviously dismayed. And then you get Welsh, the Welsh team pushing forward uh, a little bit more, um, trying to get that goal back in the last minute or two. And... Iran's able to counter, get another breakaway goal, uh, finish that where it's two nothing, and here we are. What was that? I, I know you said that it you didn't think it was going to happen before the match. Earl, did you have like did you expect Iran to to do anything? Did you have any preconceived notions going into this match? That's a loaded question. Non political preconceived many, notions many, going into this match. How many bombs do I want to drop? Did right you now? did you think Iran could win or not? Fuck no. Okay, there we go. That's all I needed. That's all I needed. <laughs> so, so I, I thought a draw would was possible, was probable, honestly. Um uh and so I did not did it, did either of you get up for it? Or uh, Seth might have. It was at five for you, right? Yeah, yeah. I woke up. Um I caught most of it. I, uh, the second half anyway. So I got to see the, the red card live. Um but yeah, we did not did not catch the opening half. Um, this is the one sporting event that I wish I was on the East Coast for, because if it was five, I could conceivably get up for the first match and not miss it. But when it ends at five, I'm there's no way I'm getting up before that to, to catch it. So no, I actually went to bed at three o'clock this morning. So no, I did not watch the match. Well, you you went to bed right at the start. That's that's not very smart, Earl. That's about time I got to Lubbock this morning. It was <laughs> three o'clock in the morning. Mm, gotcha. A any more thoughts on Wales, Iran? Anything there? No. Nope. Move on. All right. The, the next match of the day, uh, host team to Qatar um, looked better than they did against Ecuador, uh, but still lost by two goals. <laughs> they did finally score their first goal in World Cup history um, in a 3-1 defeat to Senegal. I thought Senegal looked better in the first half, but Qatar, I felt after Senegal had the lead, especially the two nothing lead, uh, Qatar really took it to him and and got a goal back with enough time to to try to make a run at another goal to get uh, a draw out of it. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, Senegal get another goal at the end to make it three one, put it out of reach. Um, any 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 major thoughts on this one, Earl? 
No, actually, no. I Set. thought any match without something. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. So I actually watched this match this morning <laughs> with my family in a hotel room in Lubbock. Um, and really, yeah, I thought that Qatar played a lot better after they got scored on twice. Um, but once again, it's Qatar, <clears throat> who's not known for their soccer team. Um, what are they known for, Earl? No, no, mute, mute. <laughs> Let's just say they're not known for soccer. We'll go that way. We'll go Thank that you. route. Thank I'm you. playing the safe route because I am home <laughs> all day tomorrow and I'm not trying to get killed um, or dismembered, one of the two. I'm just happy that you guys popped on so I don't have to see just my giant face. Oh, well, yeah, that's screen. a terrible sight. <laughs> it is. It really is, especially in this yeah. lighting. It's not. Yeah, good. when I watched it the other day, I was like, oh, God, really? Only and I didn't day? do the I didn't do the countdown to start the other day because I I just thought you could hit go live and it did the countdown. I wasn't paying attention <laughs> and uh, I hit go live and then go live again. And I was like, oh, that's just my face. Oh, um, OK. Hi. <laughs> Anyways. Watched it in a hotel room. Yeah. So I watched it in the hotel room. I was trying to explain to my younger brother a little bit, the little bit that I know about <laughs> soccer. Um, blind leading the blind. Exactly. <laughs> Um, so it's kind of interesting. Um, luckily, it was only Qatar, so it was kind of <laughs> easy to break down on where they were messing up, um, which was actually weird to say that they weren't really messing up. They just got outplayed. Yeah. I mean, Senegal is a good team. Um, um, I think I'm, I'm really excited for the next match in this group uh, between Senegal and Ecuador. That's basically going to determine who goes through. Uh, assuming that there's a winner there and it doesn't go to a draw. Um, I, I've, Qatar, I, I, if you tell me if you guys remember this, Qatar actually had the first, not the first, uh, Senegal had a couple half chances, but Qatar had a really good chance in like the 34th minute. Um, and, and the dude for Qatar, instead of shooting the ball or passing the ball um, or, you know, making a soccer play, Decides that he's going to run into the guy that's chasing him on purpose to try to draw the penalty instead of trying to score an open play. And it backfires because it was obvious what he was doing. Um, and I, that play really stuck out to me. Like, see, this is why they don't belong here. Because that is that is not the right play to make there. Any other team, that ball gets squared across or a, put on, a shot put on a goal or something. But instead, he tried to get contact, went down, and then was upset that there wasn't a penalty. And really, there should have been a penalty. I mean, I watched that one. There's... He creates I mean, yeah. all the contact, though. Even and though it's he not creates just the like... contact, he does get mowed over from behind <laughs> um, in the box. That is a penalty, and even this soccer idiot knows that. I don't know. I was I was happy with the call. I didn't think he deserved one because of what he did. Um, but that's just me. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. You know, with him initiating the contact, you know, it, it puts the referee in a, it, it does put the referee in a bad spot, but with him initiating the contact, I mean, it's a good no call. Um, I think it was perfectly fine. And I think if you, you can initiate contact and still get the call, if it's not like jumping away from the ball, like he like let the ball keep rolling and then went, and like didn't wasn't making a play on the ball whatsoever. And so it just was a play that stood out to me. And then of course, 
know, about seven, eight minutes later, um, Senegal finally get one off of, a another reason why Qatar shouldn't have been there. <laughs> Their, uh, center back just completely whiffed. Basically he touched the ball, but barely, uh, led to a loose ball right in the six yard, right around the six yard box, a little outside of it. Uh, Senegal is the first one to, to react to it, puts it home. And they score a header right outside of halftime off a set piece on a corner kick. And then, like I said, Qatar plays very well after that, but doesn't quite get their footing until they finally get a goal. And then by then it's a little too, little too late. And then Senegal, of course, because Qatar's pushing forward, like I said, gets that third. And here we are. So any other thoughts on this one? Um, nope. I mean, no, really, it's just looking forward to the third match yeah. in this group. Um, yeah. You know, I was looking at the table. Um, basically, a draw doesn't do Senegal any good unless yeah. Netherlands loses by like right. three goals. Yeah. So yeah, I've I've got the the scenarios for for the last day here. I'll get to them after we go through through all four matches. But but yeah, it, it's it sets up a very very exciting game uh, for Ecuador and, and Senegal there. <clears throat> then of course the next match featured Ecuador. Um, and the Netherlands, the Netherlands coming off of a, of a solid win against Senegal and, and Ecuador's, uh, trouncing of Qatar because Qatar was so bad. Um, I think I expected the Netherlands to, to win pretty handily, but I was busy. So I didn't actually get to watch this game. So all I have is, is what I picked up on the highlights and kind of read about. Um, uh, but it was, it was a almost all Ecuador, uh, Netherlands score in the sixth minute and then, every chance and thing I saw after that was it was Ecuador, 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 Ecuador. And I, I don't know if, if Netherlands really even had another solid chance after that. One. <laughs> One other attempt at goal after that. So, yeah. Um, and then Ecuador finally score right before halftime. Um, Inter Valencia scores his third of the tournament. Uh, he did leave later in the match uh, with an apparent injury. He also was looked like he was injured in the Qatar match too. So I imagine it, I, I didn't double check, but it could be related to that. And so um, hopefully he comes back. He's been fun to watch uh, and a big part of Ecuador's success. And they'll definitely need him against Senegal if he's fit. Yeah. Intervalence has been tremendous for them. Hopefully, you know, his injury is not too serious, but uh, yeah, it's shaping up to be quite the match between those two teams on, uh, on Monday or Tuesday, I should say. So, did you watch this match, Seth? I watched bits and pieces. <laughs> um, I sent you guys a picture of what I was doing. Um, I was actually out at a, uh, a oh yeah, sports, yeah 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 sports shot yeah mm. or a uh, swing shot I should say playing uh, indoor playing pinders that was a lot of fun. Um, so I saw bits and pieces of it. So they were showing an old uh, Tiger Woods dominating <laughs> performance on the TVs there. So, so I I couldn't I didn't get a clarification on this yet. Um, I think I know what it was for, um, but the highlight didn't really explain what had happened too much. But um, Ecuador actually scored in stoppage time of the first half, but it was called back, I believe, because of an offside, a player in an offside position obstructing the view. And he didn't touch the ball, but he mm -hmm. he obstructed the the view of the goaltender from being able to make a play on it. Which, looking at the replay, I get why they called it. But even if that guy's not there, he's not saving that. Because yeah. it, it was a shot from outside the box that then gets redirected from an Ecuador player into the near post. 
And by the time it gets redirected, that keeper's already diving to the far post. And so it didn't matter that that guy was there or not. But I guess by the letter of the law, um, you have to make that call. But I, I, I wasn't happy with it. And I, I'm going to do some more research on it um, here in a bit after I get off. I, I should have done that before. But, you know, life happens. Um, but I thought that was kind of strange. Then, of course, Ecuador do score um, just outside of halftime, like I said, with Inter Valencia off a bad turn, a, a great tackle um, by the midfield player for Ecuador. Um, started a break, a quick counter, uh, leads with a shot from just outside the box. It gets saved, but just as far as Inter Valencia, and then Inter Valencia buries it, and it's 1-1, and that's how it finishes, which is why it sets up the Ecuador-Senegal uh, match, because you have Netherlands at four points, Ecuador at four points, Senegal at three points, Qatar, of course, at zero points and has been eliminated. <clears throat> the only way... So I have Netherlands advance with a winner or draw, Ecuador advance with a winner or draw, and then Senegal advances with a win, they're eliminated with a loss, and then a draw, things kind of get complicated. Uh, Netherlands would have to lose uh, by a pretty significant margin. Um, I don't see uh, Netherlands losing to um, Qatar, but I guess stranger things have happened. But so I, I think I think it's going to be Netherlands, and then whoever wins out of Ecuador and Senegal. Uh, and at this point. Either one, I'm cool with. I, I'm I, I'm excited about both teams, and and uh, we're probably going to get the Netherlands as the winner of that group uh, if we can get out of this group. Um, our USA, of course, can. So that's that's all I've got on that one. Are we ready for the the big ticket, Earl? Earl, are you with us, Earl? Are you alive? Yes, I'm ready for the big ticket. I wish I had a number to say here other than zero, but uh, USA, England, nil-nil draw. Um, USA looked really good, I thought, um, in in the defense. In the midfield and defensively, uh, we were dominant. I think our defense, when we just want to sit back, is really actually fantastic, um, it, it, as long as we're not playing too far back of a line. Um, cause that midfield, that McKinney Musa Adams midfield is just killer. Uh, and then in, in attack, we had a few chances. Um, Pulisic obviously hits the post in the first half. Um, 33rd minute, uh, mm-hmm. McKinney had, uh, a really nice chance in like the 22nd minute or so, um, where a ball comes in and he's like just inside the penalty spot and just skies it just sends it uh to the moon as earl would say um and so that was kind of disappointing uh you had zimmerman with a fantastic block of a harry kane shot from the pk spot basically uh in the 10th minute uh and then kind of just a lot of back and forth uh i thought our england kind of came on at the at the end of the match uh kind of pressured a little bit there the last 10 15 minutes but uh our defense was just too stout uh, they couldn't get through it. Couldn't really get a solid chance on goal, and and other than a uh, a couple of Matt Turner saves, including a really nice one diving to his right on Mason Mount in the first half, um, just wasn't a whole lot going on. Yeah, this was a, a really exciting game to watch. Yeah. Um, 
you know, we've talked about in the past, you know, there are nil-nil games that are absolutely complete bore fest. Yes. And then you have nil-nil games that are <laughs> entertaining, exciting, and and bring you your drama from, from start to finish. And, and this one tended to be that. Um, the, we looked very good despite uh, trailing in position. We made more incisive runs. I felt like we had better opportunities in the final third. <laughs> and, I mean, we just we held this very good England side to a whole bunch of half chances Mm -hmm. and they just did not look like they really (laughs) found the flow of the match. Yeah. I mean, aside from that, that first Harry Kane shot in the 10th minute and then that uh, Mason Mount shot uh, that Matt Turner makes a nice save on, they really didn't. That was, those were their two best chances. And I mean, on the Harry Kane shot, I think there's like three people between him and goal, if not more uh, for you, the U.S. I think there might be four plus an England player like right there. So it was it was muddied and was going to be tough to score there. Anyways, it's Harry Kane as a Tottenham fan. Uh, I kind of would expect him to score that. Um, but in this particular moment, I'm very happy that he did not. <clears throat> and then. And then Mount was kind of. On a on a rush, not really a breakaway, but just kind of found a little bit of space and shot it from 26, 28 yards out, and and put enough mustard on it that Turner had to do something with it. But but yeah, other than that, the defense just shut him down. Earl, your thoughts? Earl did not watch this game. <laughs> Actually, Earl did watch this game on the way home. He was um, he was driving home today, so he had time to watch. Um. You were watching it and driving? No, I was not driving. Oh, okay. For legal purposes, Earl was not driving. Hey, Google, what's the weather tomorrow? What are you? Sorry. What are you doing? Doing a lot of things at once. USA, uh, England, talk. So, before we get to that part, I was gifted with a a, a new Nest home. And the hub I'm trying to set up as well. Um, anyways, USA Talk. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so we we came out very sluggish. <clears throat> I don't think we came out hot. Um, but then we warmed up to the game. I mean, obviously holding England to zero, that's a, that's a plus. I mean, obviously we held ourselves to zero at, at the same point. Um, I, I like... I like that phrasing that we held ourselves to zero because a lot of the times that is U.S.'s problem is they just lack one touch, one pass, uh, one finish from scoring. I, I've i got to take, but I'll, I'll save it till Earl's done. Yeah, so, I mean, <clears throat> I obviously missed the part where Gio Reyna came on, so that's my apologies because um, I sent you guys that text where he was at at the beginning, and then obviously you guys didn't get it till the match was over. Um, perks of having T-Mobile in the middle of fucking nowhere. Um, anyways, I digress. Um, but yeah, so really we, I mean, second half we played really good where England was pressuring us a lot and we managed to maintain our own. Um, I would have loved to see Weston McKinney stay on. I mean, he was, he was playing lights out today. Minus the not scoring part, but I do believe if he were to stay on, he probably would have got a goal. Um, 
I probably have never felt so much heartbreak in my life when Pulisic didn't put that one in and bounced off the crossbar. Um, I'm pretty sure the entire country felt that one. Yeah, I mean, that was a, that was a pretty shot. It's a real shame that it didn't go in. I don't think it's going in, even if it's actually on frame. Um, Pickford had it had it pretty covered right there. Um, in fact, yeah, but he was out in front of that ball though. He was out in front of it, and that ball dipped behind him. I did he not get a touch on it? No, no, because it was close. It looked like he got a mm-hmm. touch on it. So I yeah, no, when his hand went up, it was already bouncing off the crossbar. So if he was an, an inch lower, that's in. See, I think if I think if it's an inch lower, it's safe. Is my opinion. He had his hand up before the ball got there, is what it looked like to me. But that's neither here nor there. It didn't go in. I just think matter. he was too. I, I just think he was too far off the line because the way that ball dipped at the end, like if it, yeah, but it, I think if it dips just a slight it, bit more, if it dips more, yes. But if yeah. it was aimed with the same movement that it had, a little lower, so it actually break in. I think he gets a paw on it. But yeah. that's. I guess it's neither here nor there. It's. It's. It would have been incredible had it gone in. But it didn't, and so here we are. Um, one guy that I the, these last two matches, man, Tyler Adams is a monster. He is fucking everywhere, doing everything, and just putting out fires before they even get a chance to start. Starting fires going the other way. I mean, he he had the one man or one moment I have in my notes. Fifty second minute, Adams is incredible. That's all I put. That's all I put, <laughs> and yeah. he. Uh, Jedi Robinson gets caught pushing way up the pitch. England find that space. They're using Anthony or Jedi being so far up to exploit that space behind him. And Tyler, you just watched the. Do you remember when when DK Metcalf chased down uh, um, Buda Baker? Yeah, Buda Baker uh, for that interception, say or that touchdown saving interception tackle, whatever you want to call it. That's what it looked. It reminded me of that because I saw Tyler start running, and he's like twenty yards away, and then he just all of a sudden he's there. He's just caught up, and he makes a tackle, and makes like the cleanest tackle I've ever seen while traveling like literally as fast as you can, and then turns and and clears it, and goes the other way, starts something the other way. I mean, it was insane, and that was just the one of the plays that really stuck out to me. Yeah, Adams has been phenomenal. Um, he really has. He's he's really secured that that midfield, and you know he's a guy that I think is going to be really really key for us, particularly you know in, in the final in the, in the group series. Yeah, of the group stage, I should say. Uh, so here's my hot take, guys. Uh, USA is just a more talented New Mexico United. <laughs> You know, it's funny. I I made a very similar comment to someone earlier, how particularly in the matches and the lead up to the to the World Cup, this final few friendlies, and then what we've seen here, like we play extremely well for like 60, 65 minutes, but there's just not enough there to finish them out. Well, th- well, think about think about the Wales match, right? Get mm-hmm. an early goal, clearly look the better side, give up a late goal, late penalty, late off a recycled set piece i believe it was i mean that's that's as new mexico united as it gets and then today we play a team that's better than us quote unquote we are the better team 
uh, and then don't come away with anything. I mean, that was those two matches are United season in a nutshell, and having two draws to show for for the two matches that we played. I mean, that that's about as New Mexico United as it gets to me. So that that's what I've been thinking about this whole freaking time, uh, and it's infuriating, um, and makes me nervous for Iran. If I'm being honest. Yeah, no, it, Tuesday against Iran is going to be very, very interesting. Um, I, I want, I really want to see, you know, which side comes out on mm-hmm. Tuesday. Yeah. So with that being said, um, we know England is basically through. Um, they, they, if they lose, we'd have to look and see what happens. But because there, there is still a way that they get in, even if they lose. It's mm-hmm. complicated, but there is a way. It's who scores more goals, blah, 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 blah. Uh, but a winner or a draw against Wales, and they're in. Um, and then United, not New United, ooh, <laughs> Freudian slipped there. Uh, <laughs> USA needs a win against Iran, not a draw. A draw won't do it. Um, a loss obviously won't do it. They need a win. Uh, win mm-hmm. and you're in, essentially, to the knockout stages. Uh, anything else, and and you go home. Uh, we can even win the group if we win and England loses. Um, or if we win by, I think it's four goals and England draws, uh, something like that. Um, five or five or more. Is it five? Okay. So, yeah, because so, their goal difference was at four. Well, I wasn't sure what the next tiebreaker was and if we held it or not. So, I'm fairly uh, certain it's goal differential and then the fair play. Okay. So, so one way or another, we, we know we have to win just just win and then whatever happens from there if we get first or second it doesn't really matter to me uh just get to the knockout round where anything can happen so gotta win against iran scale of one to ten or all how confident are you that we do it i would say an eight Seth, same question you know, we've heard the win and you're in thing before. 2018, we heard it. Trinidad and Tobago. That was a completely different team. No, I agree. It, it was. It was a completely different team. And, you know, even in the qualifying stages this time, we, had, we heard that phrase, you know, win and you're in. Like, that's all we had to do. Just pick up a win and you're good. You're good to go. And there's been letdown moments. So I'm sitting. That being said, I'm still sitting at about an eight. Like we have, this is the best that we've looked in the past few months leading up to the leading up to the World Cup. So, yeah, I, I'd say about an eight. Um, you know, I, I'd like to see Geo get a few more minutes. You know, I think he can be a real difference maker, and I'm glad that we finally seen him. So, I don't think he's fully healthy. No, um, and, and I don't. I know after the the Wells match. You know, there was some some talk about, oh, he picked up a knock, and then Reina, Reina said, no, I'm 100%. Um, and I kind of take that as he picked up a knock because players are almost always going to say they're 100% if they're anything close to it. And, and so I think you just got to make sure he's really 100%, and then you can unleash him against Iran. And, and I, I think we see a fairly similar lineup. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Geo starts if he is if he didn't feel any ill effects after tonight's or today's match, um, and, and I, I'd be I'd be really excited about that. 
Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying give him 60, 75 minutes. I, you know, give him give him 30 minutes. You know, give him an opportunity because yeah. And this is something we've talked about with United. You know, bringing on an attacking sub with like seven minutes to play. That's yeah, it doesn't not really giving them a chance to get into yeah. the flow of the match and and, yeah. ha- and make an impact. So, you know, I, Tuesday is a big, big opportunity for for the U.S. for Greg Berhalter and and these guys to to really cement themselves um, as Did a you say Berhalter. Yes. Shut up. Um, these guys ha- have an opportunity to submit themselves as, you know, the future of U.S. soccer. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, they really do. And and um, I think just getting to the knockout round this year, um, I think we have a chance to beat Netherlands or or Senegal or Ecuador, whoever we're playing there. I think it's at least close. Uh, I think it's we make a, a run at it. Um, and then going from there, you know, we'll have to see what happens um and who we would play after that but i i think if we can get get to the round of 18 possibly win at least play a good match in the round of 18 it sets us up very nicely for 2026 um now a lot can happen between now and 2026 but uh, if we have roughly the same team there's no major injuries um and and stuff and we get this experience because right now i mean it's been said already uh there's only one player on the u.s squad that has world cup experience and he's not playing that much he's he he came in uh at the end of the first match i don't think he came in today right uh, yedlin yeah he did uh, yeah yedlin no he did, did. Oh, yeah, yeah he did yeah okay well we'd make up your minds guys no <laughs> i don't said think no he did. and then yes and then earl said yes and then sorry no. i had to think about it i don't think he did because he was either going way to and then he didn't come in either way the point is he's not like an integral part of this squad so him being there is almost like, hey, we need somebody with World Cup experience, uh, and we need a little bit more depth at left back or right back. Let's bring Yedlin in. Um, and so he's he's not starting. Every, we're not counting on him to be uh, an every minute player. And so getting these guys that we do count on being every minute players, like Christian and uh, McKinney and Adams and stuff, this experience I think is huge for for the next year or for the next World Cup. And uh, it, it just comes down to that. I I think I'm a little less confident than an eight. Not much. I'd probably put me at like a seven. Um, seven and a half even, maybe. Uh, Iran definitely looked beatable. They looked really good against Wales. But um, I think if we can come out and kind of punch them in the mouth uh, at the beginning, we can... I'm not going to say we're going to come out and win 6-2 like England did, but, but I think we can get a comfortable win uh, and move on. It's just how do they handle the pressure of winning you're in? Because... Um, because this is a knockout game, right? And it's it's even more than a knockout game because at least a knockout game, when you get close to the end of the regulation, you can kind of play for extra time. When you get close to the extra time, if you're not the best, better side or they're pressuring you, you can just kind of strap in and, and wait for penalties. You can't do that with this. You got to finish the 90 minutes in the lead uh, in order to advance, and, and hopefully they can do that. Uh, but that's not till Tuesday. We still have uh, four matches coming up tomorrow. Tomorrow is who's on tomorrow, Earl, or is it Seth? Uh, tomorrow's matches. You've got Group C and D tomorrow. Yeah, who's uh, who's who's podcasting for us tomorrow? Uh, I'm on the schedule to do that. Oh tomorrow, yeah, you so. are. You are. You are. That's right. That's yeah. right. That's right. So we got C and D. We've got Argentina, Mexico, probably the headliner of mm-hmm. that. I would say. Um, that's the twelve o'clock game. Yes. Um. What are you guys' thoughts 
on that one. You, you're gonna you're gonna watch it. Uh, you think Argentina bounces back? You think Mexico can can shock Argentina uh, for a second time this tournament? Of the matches tomorrow, this is the must watch for me. Um, it's also I've, a must win for Argentina. I've got a different one, but but this one's up there. The I've France got, Denmark one. Yeah, yeah, I've got one A and one B. Yeah, I mean, I you could even argue the Poland Saudi Arabia one as well. Um, that one's interesting. Saudi- there's definitely yeah. a, to me this is definitely my sleep in day. It's like, hey, mm-hmm. you know, three a.m. I'm not gonna watch that one anyways. Um, and it's Tunisia Australia, probably the biggest snooze fest of the tournament so far as far as the three o'clock one for me. Um, Poland Saudi Arabia, a little bit intrigued there at six, but if I sleep till the end of that one, uh, I'd consider it a good day. I think. Yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot of a. Uh... A lot of storylines looking at tomorrow. I mean, obviously, Argentina coming off the loss uh, to Saudi Arabia, Mexico, uh, and Poland played to a draw the other day, both of which were drastically underwhelming results, I felt like, for both sides. And so this is a chance for uh, one of them to make a statement. You know, if Argentina doesn't lose, doesn't win here, like, I, I feel like they're, they're in, I mean, obviously, they'd be, they'd be eliminated, but, you know, that's... Um, that's if they, a huge, huge shift for Argentina. If they get a draw, depending on what happens in Poland, Saudi Arabia, they're still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think even with a loss, depending on what happens in Poland and Saudi Arabia, they'd still be alive. Um, Poten- yeah, potentially. With with certain things going certain ways. But um, it's it's uh, it, it definitely feels like a must win for Argentina going against a Mexico side that desperately needs like some positive momentum there because they just have not looked good for a while now. Mm-hmm. And uh, I th- I personally think Argentina comes out and stomps them, but I, w- I wouldn't be surprised if it's nil-nil in the 80th minute and we're like, what the hell's going on in this world right now? Yeah. Yeah, Earl, that could go a number of different ways. Earl, will you be watching that match? You Which look like this? you just woke up, by the way, Earl, just so you know. I feel like I just woke up. Anyways. Which, um, Argentina, Mexico. Argentina, Mexico. What time? Noon. <laughs> no, He's I will not be even paying attention. Thank you for joining us, Earl. <laughs> Sorry, I'm working on Thanksgiving plans for tomorrow. No, I will not be watching any soccer tomorrow because I have two Thanksgivings I have to be a part of. Hmm. Um, so no. How far do you have to travel for said Thanksgivings? Um, one said Thanksgiving is in Mountain Air, and the other said Thanksgiving is in Albuquerque. Hmm. Not too bad. Could be worse. Yeah. Um. Also, I do want to thank Tom for the thousand stars that he sent us. Yeah. Did he send a thousand today? Oh wow. Yes. He did send he sent, a thousand stars to us. He sent five hundred the other day when I was on. So, so kudos to Tom. Oh wow! Thank He's you. Awesome. Um. So yeah. Uh. Any thoughts on Tunisia, Australia? Either of you? Anything there? No. Uh, I I feel like Australia is going to win this one, but yeah. I, I. It could be anybody. I don't know if it matters. Although if France comes out and stomps Denmark and somebody actually gets a win in that Tunisia Australia game, Denmark's in a little bit of hot water. Mm-hmm. And so it, it it's going to be the second the second round of matches is fun because it sets up all the possibilities for for that third match and you kind of know what's needed of you, uh what's needed of the team you're following, you're rooting for whatever. Um now Poland Saudi Arabia, you mentioned it a minute ago as as kind of a sneaky one. Like Saudi Arabia could really like grab a stranglehold on this thing if they can get a win out of Poland um, and even a draw. They're sitting pretty good 
um, even if Mexico wins, they're still tied at the top uh, with one match to go. And so that would be, that's going to be a fun one. See if Saudi Arabia can build on this momentum that they got by beating Argentina or, or if it was a one hit wonder, which is what I think is going to happen because they had a national holiday after beating Argentina, uh, which really pissed me off. But uh, the thing, the thing about Poland is that they, they, <sighs> Poland drastically underperformed. Um, Earl, you know, give you, your Alexa. That's a Google, by the way. Oh, whatever it is. <laughs> And that's the math phone got off. Thank you very much. Um, but I mean, yeah, Poland drastically underperformed the other day. Uh, their side that should be doing better than they did. So I mean, if Saudi Arabia can can get a result out of that, I think that yeah, they're in a really good spot. Even like I said, even if Argentina, well, even if Argentina or Mexico win, like they're still you know, there, okay, yeah, yeah. Saudi Saudi is in. A, they'd be if Mexico wins, Saudi be tied for first. If Argentina wins, Saudis, you know, they're they're still at the top of the top of the, of the group. So, I mean, we may see a shock here. Yeah, and definitely, definitely. And then my my other my ma- match of the day is that Denmark France game uh, match. Um, France looked really good uh, after going falling behind against Australia. They came back, had a lot more chances, finished four of them, ended up winning four one, uh, and they're going up against Denmark side that. Ended up drawing um, with Tunisia, not the result that you really wanted at that point. I think Denmark is a is a good team. Um, I've got a couple players on the Denmark side, one that plays for Tottenham that I really like to watch. Uh, he's probably my favorite player on Tottenham, so I'm kind of rooting for him here. But um, it's it's very interesting. Um, I'm looking forward to it, and and from you know nine o'clock to about two o'clock, I'll be at least keeping one eye. Uh, on those matches unless unless they turn into a blowout then i might uh, bail off a little bit but, but yeah, definitely looking i'll be, forward I'll, to be that. On a, I'll be on a plane in the morning so i will uh i'll be spending my afternoon watching the the replays so are you um, on your way back to new mexico yeah we'll be back tomorrow so nice nice but yeah i'll be able to watch uh, everything from the 12 o'clock on uh live so good deal good deal well uh with that said um any parting thoughts gentlemen no keep watching earl i think is listening to me yeah i'm listening but my my google still uh oh it's still talking okay yeah Uh, we're talking about uh sleep health right now so any any final thoughts google she said fuck off oh okay (laughs) good 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 Uh, i didn't know google was so vulgar but uh apparently they are hey google Wake Earl up at seven thirty. <laughs> no, three, three for the match. Wake him up. He can't watch during the day because he's he's uh doing Thanksgiving, so he's got to watch the three o'clock one. Hey Google, text Shut set up. the fuck off. I hope he has it set up to where it actually does that. That'd be fun. Oh, she can't send text right now, so. Ah. Well, I'll die. But I do have an alarm set for seven thirty tomorrow. Good. Good. <laughs> Well, guys, um, went a little longer on that one, which I guess is to be expected with the USA-England match and three of us on here. But um, Seth will be on tomorrow to break down uh, all the matches from C and D uh, and previewing Sunday's matches of E and F, which I am really looking forward to. And I will be here Sunday uh, to talk about those uh, with maybe one or two gentlemen joining me again. Who knows? We'll have to wait and see. But uh, until tomorrow... 
at nine o'clock with Seth. Uh, Somos Unidos, guys. <laughs>